So we, we said that there's a machlekes, Rebbe and the, and the Rebbe, meaning Rabbi Huda Nasi and the Chachamim, it's in a Baraisa that's quoted in the Gemara and Shavuos, whether or not Yom Kippur, whether or not uh, Tshuva is necessary to affect the Kippurah on Yom Kippur. The Rebbe explained the machlekes and said the machlekes can't be whether or not Tshuva is necessary. I'm sorry, the, the, the machlekes cannot be that the, 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 the Chachamim say tshuva is necessary, and Rebbe says that itzuma shoyeh mechapa, that the essence of the day brings about the kapara. Because if the essence of the day of Yom Kippur adds nothing to your tshuva, if that's the sheet of the Chachamim, then Yom Kippur is the same as any other day, and just do tshuva and you'd, you'd be granted kapara. You can do tshuva any day. So it must be there's something special on Yom Kippur. And that is, even though it's stated after Rebbe's position, that is the statement by Chazal, the essence of the day brings about Kippur. Right? That the Rebbe then said at the end of Aleph, that also explains uh, uh, an anomaly in a Maimar Chazal that everybody knows. Right, dear Hashem be matzei. Search out Hashem where He can be found. What's that? Elu asada yamim shabain Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur. These are the ten days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and that seems rather strange because there aren't ten days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. There's seven days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Right? We're in the first one. Next Wednesday is Yom Kippur. Right? So there's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbos, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Seven days, right? Each day of the week. And we talked about it last week that the, we elevate each of the days of the previous year by virtue of our behavior and our actions on that day. So every Yom Revi'i can be elevated by virtue of how we manage in this day. So, of course, the first day is the most challenging because it happens to be a fast day and people tend to completely fall apart on fast days. But, okay, we'll figure it out. Okay, so so why does it say these are the ten days between? So I've explained that Rosh Hashanah and Kippur have two different levels of reality. On one hand, they're part of the ten days of Tshuva, that they are days of Tshuva, and Tshuva is Shaykh in those days. And it's, it is especially called for in those days. No question. So they're part of the ten days of Tshuva. But the days that are only days of Tshuva are the days that are between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And Rosh Hashanah and Kippur have some essential aspect that transcends tshuva. Rosh Hashanah, Tamlichuni Aleichem, blow the shofar. Yom Kippur, Itzu Mashiach Mechaper. Okay, in Oiz base, this is what we started, we're just getting into it. In Oiz base, so now the Rebbe is explaining the union of Kapara. Kapara does not simply mean clemency. If Kapara meant clemency, then there's no problem understanding Itzu Mashiach Mechaper. It's a day of clemency and uh, everybody's uh, whatever whatever punishment someone was supposed to have they're not going to get okay so that's very simple but that's not what kapara is kapara is the cleansing of the neshama from the residue of the avera that harmed the neshama meaning kapara is in gashmi's terms that the lungs of the cigarette smoker turn pink instantly that's kapara not that the cigarette smoker isn't punished by certain death by virtue of the fact that he's smoking cigarettes. He decides he's going to do tshuva and he stops. Okay, he'll live. No. His lungs turn pink immediately. Well, how does that happen? Oh, so the Rebbe explains. Tzarek Lavin. We'll start from there because it's such an important idea. Right? I think we, we saw it, but it's just an important idea. Sorry, the, there's the top of the second, of the second page. 131, first, first column. But Tzarek Lavin. When a person does tshuva, I believe we saw this, right? When a person does tshuva and they have charata, charata is remorse, not guilt, right? Guilt has not, we've talked about this, but it has to be said so often because people are so into guilt and guilt is, is one of the most powerful weapons of the Nevesh of Bahamas. Guilt forces me, forces me, causes me, I wouldn't say forces me, causes me to be more focused on self than almost anything else. I start to feel sorry for myself and guilty of this and guilty of that, and it's all about me. It's a, the, what's the difference between remorse and guilt? Ruven hits Shimon. God forbid, okay? Chas v'shalom. Ruven hits Shimon. Ruven feels guilty. Who's Ruven thinking about? 
I feel guilty that I hit Shimon. Who's his, what's his focus? Himself. Couldn't care less about Shimon. Shimon has a broken jaw. He couldn't care less. All he cares about is, I feel bad that I hit Shimon. I feel bad about myself, that I'm such a person. Remorse is Reuven feels badly that he was the source of Shimon's discomfort. That's completely different. Right? The focus is on Shimon's discomfort. But of course he was the source of it, so he's the one that has to feel that, that remorse. But he feels very badly of causing Shimon this pain. That's, that's what he's really worried about. Right? And obviously his remorse would be different if Shimon weren't hurt as badly. Right? Because of the, you know, Baruch Hashem, he'd be very, very happy. Baruch Hashem, Shimon wasn't hurt. Right? Not that he not that he thinks what he did is a good thing, but his focus is on Shimon, so the fact that Shimon isn't hurt makes him feel much better. Whereas guilt, it might not even make a difference because, after all, I'm more worried about the fact that I hit. I didn't get hurt, so I got lucky, but I'm still a hitter, and he's all worried about that. Remorse is the effect of it. So relative to a Kaddish Baruch I can feel bad, I feel guilty that I did something against the will of a Kaddish Baruch or I can have remorse that I did something that distanced my neshama from the Ebrishter, and the Ebrishter wants my neshama close to it. Two completely different reactions to the same thing. So we see how if someone's mischarat alachetcha, so eiker hu bekach, he uproots as a tainuk, the pleasure, shahayale beisasiyas avedo. The time he did the avera, obviously he did the avera because it gave him certain pleasure, even if the pleasure is negative pleasure, right? On Shabbos, someone's angry. They break something. So generally, if you break something on Shabbos, you're not ever in a Shabbos, right? Because you have to fix it, not break it. Okay, what if you broke something because you were angry? Someone took it, smashed his fist through a window, across the Shabbos. Right? So he's chayev. Why? Because he dispelled his anger by virtue. He was masakin something. He fixed something. What did he fix? It doesn't make him less angry, right? But it does. On a certain level, he, ex- he expressed his anger by smashing the cupboard. Okay, so even though he broke the cupboard, and generally if he broke the cupboard, he wouldn't be over in Israel. He'd be in Israel to not in Israel to Raisa, because in Israel to Raisa, have to fix something. Right? But since he dispelled his anger, so that's, a, that's, a, that's the tikkun, and he's over in Israel to Raisa. Okay. So even that is a bizarre sort of pleasure, but. Obviously, he's doing it for some benefit that he's getting from it. Otherwise, why would he do it? So if a person has true harata, what would happen? The, the, the negative reality is erased. It is, it's cleansed. Misnake, naki is erased. It's cleansed. Venimchak is erased from him. The negative reality. Now we talked about it in terms of having conversations about past averas in the dorm in Mayanot. So one, if the person's talking about it, he's getting a lot of hanah from it right now. So then it's certainly not uprooted. He's getting benefit from that avera from five years ago, this minute. So he's obviously not uprooted that. So the uprooted is to get no benefit from it. To truly be remorseful for the fact that for whatever reason, that event happened. Now... The, the sociological Balchuv has to go through a lot of that relative to all sorts of acts and also has to be able to somehow figure out in some healthy fashion how the Abish to put them in that place and all those things happened and we have no clue why. But okay, Beseda, they have to be very, very happy that they got out of there and also very remorseful that for whatever reason they had to go through that, right? That, but obviously the Abish to put them there, right? It's an important step in the, in the growth of a Balchuv. To understand that there's a certain Ashkocha protest in the fact that they were born into a family, didn't know what Shabbos is and didn't know what Kashrus is, so then obviously, what are they supposed to do? Right? They shouldn't resent their parents because of that, because their parents probably didn't know any better than they knew. Someone along the line decided to stop telling their children. And those people probably went through all sorts of stuff. <laughs> so it's a Jew is a very confusing thing, right? So very often the generation that stopped, I mean, you look at them and you say, well, can't blame them, so to speak, even though they were wrong. Shouldn't have done that. As A.B. said, that amazing line, 
Were you there when ABAB ordinance was giving out l'chaims when you said Kaddish for his mother? His mother, he's Australian, right? So like everybody else in Australia, he's the children of, of survivors. AB said that in his class in yeshiva in Australia, only one guy had a grandparent. One guy had one grandparent because his mother was born in Australia. She had a living parent. No one else had grandparents. They were all killed in the war. And everybody who came, came alone. No brothers, no sisters. No, no, he said cousins. That was also very rare. Sometimes two brothers or sisters or whatever got out together and, and ended up in Australia. He said that was very rare for anybody to have cousins. You know, now Baruch Hashem, it's big families, but when, when he, he was born 55 years ago, nothing. Okay. So what did his mother say? His mother said an amazing line. He said it at her yard just a couple of weeks ago. So his mother said, they took my family, they took my parents, he, he took my parents, he took all of my siblings and my cousins. He's not taking my God. <laughs> That's what she said. She stayed for He's not taking away my God. That's tough. That's a tough lady. Just heroes, those people, pushing heroes. So the people who didn't do that, where you gonna complain? You can't complain. Now the ones who came from different places without having gone through that, the ones who came to America, you know, 50 years before all that, or 30 years before all that. So they had different trials and tribulations. But at some point, someone forgot to tell their children. Kaven, Shavedus Hakadmes, the 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 previous Avedas, Hain, they are Shehvir Seilidate Simayan. That's what ultimately brings the person to this tremendous thirst, Lakadish Baruchu. Lakhain, therefore, if Chuva is done miava, Hain Nechshavin Lazachias, they can be considered meritorious, merits. So that's the Pshat in the lungs turning pink. Now how does that work? If I did chuva, I understand how on some level the the lungs can turn pink. Why? Well, because I've completely uprooted my connection to that thing. Okay, so obviously in physical terms, it would take time. I mean, lungs do become pink after five years of not smoking, right? The person's lungs will no longer be all black and sooty. Right? My wife was once in an operation with a heavy smoker. She said it looked like a furnace in there. She said it was unbelievable. It's just like, um, you know, I mean, you think about it. They're putting this smoke in all the time. So that part just looked like a furnace. It's all black and sooty and disgusting. So, so they, they, their lungs will be pink like a baby's mm-hmm. lungs. After five years, they'll regenerate themselves. Okay, so that we, we can even understand how somehow on some miraculous level, because obviously it's miraculous, it's Lamai Lamitam Vadas, the whole notion of tshuva, but that that could happen by virtue of the fact that, that, that I disconnected completely from the thing that caused that, those metaphysical black lungs. Okay, I get that. But the Rebbe's going to ask, well, how does Yom Kippur do that? I didn't do anything, according to the Rebbe, who says I don't have to do tshuva. So that's what the Rebbe asks now. About Ketzad, how can it be misnakeh, cleansed again, v'nimchak, erased, harasha ba'adam, the negative reality in a person, al yadei through the essence of the day, mibli, without sha'adam yaseh tshuva, without the person doing tshuva. I understand how tshuva does, even again, tshuva is completely in l'may l'mitam v'das, the very fact that an, an, you can change the past through your tshuva today is something because generally you can't change the past. Right? Well, yes, you can in spiritual terms. You can change the past. So that's but I understand the mechanism of it. The mechanism of it is that I, I directly deal with the source of that negative reality and once I've completely disconnected myself from that reality, so that I understand how the the hashlachot, the results of that reality, could disappear. Okay, I get it. Again, it's l'may l'mitam v'das. I mean, I, you know, I, I completely disconnect myself from losing concentration when I was driving, so I crashed the car. Now I don't lose concentration. I'm much more careful, and I don't play with the radio. I don't send texts anymore. I did tshuva. I don't. Well, okay, that's a, here's a bad example. I, well, okay, say I did. Let's say I did tshuva, right? I did. I stopped sending texts. So what? The car gets better? No, the car is still smashed up. Okay, so it's completely the mitam vedas that my neshama will be re 
rejuvenated completely by virtue of the fact that I do tshuva. Okay, beside it, but that's this beautiful thing called tshuva. Then how does that happen without tshuva? I at least understand the mechanism of tshuva. How does that happen without the Rebbe asks? It's possible to understand that the essence of the day it would be kapara such that a person wouldn't be punished. That I get. Clemency. Mishum shi Meser, it removes esa'enish elevators, the punishment. That I get. That makes sense. There's such a thing called clemency. Mishum shi yemekipur meser esa'enish elevators. Aval. Ketzedu bama. How and through what? Do they literally fall off the blemishes that are in the nefesh of a person? How, do my, how does my neshama become pink again, so to speak? How does that happen? If I do tshuva, again, I'm, I'm, I'm directly dealing with the source of the non-pinkness in metaphysical terms. But if I don't do tshuva, so then what does Yom Kippur do? Kamur, as was said earlier, das even according to the das of the rabbanon, hasevrim who hold shenidreshes tshuva, the tshuva is required. Hare kapara shoyim kipper. Clearly, the atonement of yom kipper. We talked about this before. It's obvious. Is gedayla mipulis a tshuva shasa Is greater than the action of tshuva that a person can do. Because after all, if that's not the case, then what do I need yom kipper? Just do tshuva. Ubefrat, and particularly the Das Rebbe, obviously, even more so according to the Das of Rebbe, Shiyam Kippur Mechapar Gam Lele Tshuva, that Yom Kippur brings about Kippara without Tshuva. Okay, that's our question. How does Yom Kippur work? That's the question. Babir Bazaar, the explanation. I was going to explain three different levels of our connection to a Kaddish Baruch. Starting from the most external to the most internal. That's this whole column, you know, all the way down to Mikeva. In the connection of the Jewish people with the Kaddish Baruch, there's a number of levels. Now, the level of mitzvah, which is the first one, is going to be the most external. That doesn't mean that it's not incredibly important and amazing, but it's external to the extent that if I don't do the mitzvah, I don't have the connection, right? Connection is based on a particular action that I did, and if I don't do the action, so then I'm not connected. Hakeshri Makadish Boruch Ayyadeh, the connection of, a Kaddish, of the Yid to a Kaddish Boruch Ayyadeh, by virtue of the fact that Adam Makayim is mitzvah sabara, that the person fulfills the mitzvahs of the Creator, who Makabal Alatzme El Machushimayim, he accepts upon himself the yoke of the kingship of heaven, in other words, he has a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch that he's willing to do what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. So he's connected. I mean, he's connected, there's two levels of, of that connection. There's connection by virtue of actually doing the mitzvah. And then there's the more conceptual connection by virtue of the fact that I'm willing to do the mitzvah. I mean, it happens to be right now, there might not be a mitzvah for me to do. Okay, Beseder, but it's any opportunity, I'm willing to take that opportunity, excited to take that opportunity because of Kabbalah so. Realize who I am, what I am, what I'm about. Okay. So that's the first level. Now, if those things aren't there, then on a certain level I'm not connected. Because they're not there. So on that level, that's why we're saying this is the most external, because without those aspects of this connection, then then I'm, I'm not connected. Okay. There's a deeper level. The inner more, not innermost, but inner more. Connection, connection of the Jewish people with the Amish. That's loftier, and deeper. Than the connection that comes as a result of Kiyama Mitzvah, or Kabbalah Zel and accepting upon oneself the yoke of it. What's that? Akesher apanimiyazeh, this inner more kesher, mizbatebekach is expressed. Shegamaz, even then, kesha'avar al tzivu yakadosh boruch, 
when a person transcended, trans, uh, transgressed, I'm sorry, the, the, the commandment of a Kaddish Baruch, he did an Avera, or he didn't do a Mitzvah. And he threw off the yoke of heaven. This bothers him. Makar means like it churns, you know, it bothers him. Another word for bothering him. It digs into him, troubles him. He does tshuva. Tshuva obviously is an expression of a deeper connection to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. Because after all, when do I do tshuva? Simple pshat and tshuva. When does a do Jew do When does a Jew do tshuva? When he broke the connection of mitzvah. He still has that level of tshuva. He just broke the connection. And the level of mitzvah is not connected. He just broke that connection. And yet he still has the ability to reconnect by virtue of this higher, deeper connection called tshuva. Tshuva is there when mitzvahs aren't, so to speak. Because after all, if the only connection I had with the Kaddish Baruch was by virtue of the fact that I do his mitzvahs, if I don't do his mitzvahs, then I'm not connected. End of game. The example of that is your relationship to a boss. If you do what the boss says, then you have a relationship to the boss, and he employs you, and he pays you, and you work there. Stop doing what he says. What happens? End of relationship. No relationship. Meaning you can erase his name from your address book and your phone, right? Because he's, he's not a contact. So right? Because you're never going to talk to him again. Why? Well, because your relationship was based completely on what you do. Okay, so now, obviously mitzvahs are deeper than simply having a boss, but, but uh, relative to tshuva, so then mitzvahs are the relationship we have by virtue of the fact that we do what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants. And if we don't do what a Kaddish Baruch Hu wants, then we don't have that relationship. But we still have a relationship. How do you know? Because I can do tshuva. Oh, so that's like the boss is my father. I can always get my job back. Why? Well, there's a much deeper connection than simply doing what I do. Because if again, if the connection is only doing what I do, so then if I don't do it, you know, three strikes, you're out. You finished and you're done, and that's the end of that. And you'll never have anything to do with this being again. <clears throat> okay, but that's not the way it works. For better or for worse, I meaning always for us for better. But you know, I was thinking during during Zikrainis. Yesterday, the day before. So it says that the Abishta remembers everything. So now, when we say it, we're saying it in a positive way. Like, he remembers the bris that he had made with us. He never forgets Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov. No, he never forgets. There are some things I did I'd like the Abishta to forget. <laughs> the Abishta never forgot. Why can't he forget that? That that he can't forget that either. So, but that's what's so amazing is tshuva allows that to, so to speak, be forgotten. Not only forgotten, ultimately elevate. And that's obviously a much deeper relationship. And that's tshuva. Now it's interesting. The Rebbe explains it in terms of the fact that it also annoys me. It bothers me, which means tshuva is not just coming from the fact that a kodesh baruch has a deeper relationship with us. It's also coming from the fact that we have a deeper him. Now that can be completely covered up, right? It can be that a person, uh, that uh, the person who grew up without any understanding of Yiddishkeit whatsoever, etc., etc., etc. Okay, so why in the world would the Aveira bother them? They don't even know it's an Aveira. Okay, so obviously it's nothing about it. But a person who does have a relationship with the Kaddish Baruch so when they don't do the mitzvah, it annoys them, bothers them, troubles them. They don't feel good about it. It's an amazing story. There was a bacher in Morristown. Rabbi Richman, his father, all of the Shalom, told me this story. It's a bacher in Morristown who was there about you know, three months, four months, whatever. He was there, maybe even less, I don't know. He was there long enough to, he was a smart kid, and he was long enough to sort of figure out what it's really all about. <laughs> but he left before he got food. He didn't want to get food. And he realized if he sticks around, he was going to get thrown, so he left. He wrote Rabbi Vichman, Sr., a, a scathing letter. You've completely ruined my life. I can't... Uh, no, but I mean, you know, it's funny, that when, but I mean, the kid was in pain. He was furious. 
You completely ruined my life. I can't enjoy any Avera that I do because of you. And I'll never forgive you. That's what he wrote. Now, I know what happened to him later. I'd be interested to know, you know, down the line. That's, I mean, that's what the Rebbe's saying here right there. At a certain point, he came to a realization of something. He said, he decided he didn't want it for whatever reason. Right? Okay, but it annoyed him. And he, he just couldn't enjoy a Vegas. Because he realized it's just stupid. Like, what am I doing? But he had a diaper for a Vegas. So he couldn't enjoy them. That's really Ganem. That's like, you don't have, you don't have any Ganadin. You, you, know, you don't have any Elam Haza. You don't have any Elam Haba. You have nothing. I mean, the poor guy. Just come back to Yeshiva. There's a fellow here in Yerushalayim named David Aaron who speaks. He actually runs a Yeshiva now for a post-high school Yeshiva. But he used to run a program called Israelite. Great name for a program. Israelite, L-I-G-H-T. That was the name of the program. Great name. And it was a, like a you know three, four week introduction to Yiddishkeit. It wasn't Yeshiva. It was like getting kids into... It was like, you know, Asia Torah has a, what is it called? Discovery. So that would be like three, four days. This would be a little longer. And, and uh, they'd get into it. And then if they, a lot of kids would go from there to Yeshiva. And he, wants to, he, he then started working in Eshetara. He was in the old city. Israelite was in the old city. Because in the old city in those days was where everything happened. That's where, you know, now it's not. But it was where everything happened. So uh, it's where all the tourists were, etc. So, so uh, he, he started working in Eshetara. And he, he told me a story once. He had a, uh, a bacher in Eshetara who was mamishet learning and davening. He really enjoyed it. And he'd been around about six months. And he was walking with uh, David in the um, Simta Oat of the old city, having a spiritual conversation, walking through the holy alleyways of the old city one night. And he said, I'm going back, I'm leaving Yeshim. So he said, why are you leaving Yeshim? He said, well, I realize if God exists, then I don't. And I want to exist. So i got to get out of here before I really believe in God completely and totally. Otherwise, then there's no me. And, and I, 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 don't, I don't want I don't want that. And he left. He just left. So David always claims that that guy believed in God more than anybody he's ever met. <laughs> I understood exactly what it means. If there's an Abishter, okay, obviously I'm here, but I mean, let's put that in perspective now. Right? <laughs> okay, so, so I don't know. That guy didn't write a letter and say, you ruined my life. I don't know what happened to that guy. But he wasn't learning chassidus in Asia Torah. But he was learning something, enough to come to that very deep conclusion. Now, he's learning with David Arad, so he's probably teaching him some panemius. Okay, so tshuva is that place the Abishter gives us the opportunity, but also in us is that place where the Avera will annoy me. Oh, which is obviously a deeper level of my connection to the Abishter than the level afforded by mitzvahs, because on that level, if I don't do the mitzvahs, then I'm not connected. No, but I am still connected, even though there's no mitzvah. Va'achein, fourth line, machmaskach, for this reason, shachuva ba mi'eisikesher, tshuva comes from that connection, shihinoi, hinoi means hine it, right? behold it, is amuk yeser deeper, benefesh in the nefesh miyasher than hiskashay de kima mitzvahs. Then the hiskashay is brought about through kima mitzvahs because after all, simple pshat. <laughs> when you don't have mitzvahs, you still have tshuva. The person broke the connection al mitzvahs because the connection al mitzvahs, as we said earlier, it's the it, again not to chas v'shalom. Think it's only external, but it is the most external of these amazing connections we have to the Abishur Because after all, if I do the act, I'm connected. If I don't do the act, then on that level, I'm not connected. And and if that were the only connection we have with the Abishur, so then three strikes, you're out, and you're finished, and you're fired, and that's the end of that. But Yisrael shechota Yisrael who. A yid who doesn't evade is still a yid. It's no less Jewish than Meshur Rabbeinu. Why? Well, because it's a much deeper level of connection. So the first level of that is called tshuv. That level that produces tshuv. Lechach, therefore, lechain, therefore, since tshuva comes from a deeper place, yesh shel tshuva, there's the power of tshuva, lahasir, to remove us a pagamim shebenefesh. 
to remove those blemishes of the soul, which we were talking about earlier. Shenutsu, that were brought into being, Mi'avedus, from the Avedus, Shichlisha Sekesher Agalui, that weakened the revealed Kesher, the revealed Kesher, of course, being the, conne- the connection, I'll be mitzvahs. Aveda, good eris, Aveda. There's no question about that. A person does an Aveda, it's easier to do another Aveda. Especially the same one. Oh, okay. So that, that weakens the connection such that it's easier to, on a revealed level, not be interested in the connection. But there's a deeper level called Tshuva, which, deeper level which is the source of Tshuva, both from the Abish's point of view and our point of view, which might not allow me to completely disconnect Avalim Kolzais, nevertheless, Gamma Keshra Pnimi, even this innermore connection, Hine Mugba, still limited. How is it limited? It's limited by virtue of the fact that either if I do chuva, then it's there, and if not, then it's not. So this is a connection that could, for all intents and purposes, not exist in a Jew's life. Not because they don't have the potential for it, but it just. I mean, it has to have some expression in conscious reality. Otherwise, it's not there. Okay, so it might not have any expression in conscious reality. So the Jew doesn't think about doing tshuva, they don't think about anything. Why? Well, they've never thought about it, never learned about it, never heard about it. Why, why would they think of such a thing? Because after all, this level of nitan, it's given over, is to be nimdad, measured, but to tshuva the movement of this person's tshuva, how powerful is their tshuva. So that'll be indicative of just how powerful this level of their connection expresses itself in this person's life. And it's theoretically possible it won't express itself at all. Gimel, the third level. Third level is the essential connection of the essence of the soul with the essence of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. The fact that our Neshama is Mushrash Ba'atzmus is sourced in Atzmus, an essential connection to the Ebrishter that is completely and totally immutable. Nothing can make it stronger and nothing can weaken it. Relative to Tshuva, so all sorts of things can weaken it to the extent that there's all sorts of people who aren't interested in doing tshuva. Right. So then that level of connection is, might be very, very weak. There's a level of an essential connection to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, which is the spiritual DNA of every single Jew, which is just who they are. And that, that can't be, can't be uh, affected negatively or positively. It can't become more. Right? If I dye my hair black, it doesn't mean that my DNA is more black. If I have black hair and I dye my hair black, it doesn't give me more black DNA. Just like if I dye my hair blonde, it doesn't change my DNA. I still have black hair and DNA. The essential state is the essential state. It, it is what it is. Now, DNA can be fiddled around with. Right? Okay, so Nagid, we can't fiddle around with DNA. That is what it is. You want to wear, you want to put drops in your eye that make your green eyes blue, okay, so fine. So now your green eyes are blue, but that doesn't mean your DNA is still green eyes. That's just what it is. And that'll never change. Okay, so what's the what's the spiritual DNA? The, the fact that the Neshama is Mushu the essential connection of the Jewish soul to the essence of a Kodesh Baruch. He's Kashu which is talked about in today's Tanya to a certain degree. No, it's talking about a slightly lower level. His kashu zu, this connection, ain ba kol medides vagbalas, has no measure, no limitation. Vahi, and it is, lamaila, beyond milis bata, to be expressed, but to nua kolshi, in any movement, so to speak, any, any revealed expression. <coughs> now, that doesn't mean it can't be the source of something. What's the Aveda that's generally the source, that's sourced in Etzim and Neshama? What, what might a Jew do that's sourced in Etzim and Neshama? Mesir's Nefesh, Bediuk, well said. That's, that's the source of Mesir's Nefesh. I can't be disconnected. Oh, where does that come from? The fact that I really can't be disconnected, and that somehow resonates in the person's conscious reality. Okay, but the, but the Rebbe is talking about the, the ascent, the, so that's already Mesir's Nefesh. 
The source of it is the it's it's some connection, but the 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 tenua is a tenua of Masiris Nefesh. Afilu even not tshuva. Now, ultimately, this is the source of tshuva also. But the etzim expression is the etzim expression. It is what it is. So it's like your DNA. Where's your DNA? Well, where's my DNA? It's in everything. Okay, how is it revealed? It's not. I mean, it's revealed to the extent that my eyes are brown. Okay, but I mean, it's not DNA. That's eyes. His kashu zuena nifelis is not caused al yidei puuleis vavedus adam. This connection is not caused by virtue of anything that we do. The level of mitzvah obviously caused by virtue of doing the mitzvah. It's revealed and expressed by doing the mitzvah. The level of tshuva is caused by doing tshuva. I mean, it's it's, it's revealed by doing tshuva. Etzem etzem just is. Can't do anything to have this etzim connection. You have to do something in order to do tshuva. You have to do something in order to do a mitzvah. You have to do anything to be essentially connected to the Abishai. You just are. Kikol pules adam, all actions of a person, as great as they may be. Yesh ben medida. They have some measure by virtue of the fact that a, a finite human being is doing this. His kashu zu, this connection. Teetzim, kayemis bechol adam b'teva, exists in every person naturally. Mitzad etzim nishmasa, by virtue of the essence of his soul. What's the essence of his soul? She chelik elokami mal mamish, which is a little piece of the Abishtim from above, mamish. V'gam aton, even now, b'yose beguf. When that level of his neshama is clothed in the goof. So it's not clothed in the goof like those levels of the neshama that are the source of his conscious reality, nefesh ruach neshama. But where's your etzim and neshama? Well, where's your DNA? Everywhere. Right? If the thief leaves behind one piece of hair, so then... He just left behind his whole identity. If he left a, right, a little, a little, a little piece of skin. I think nails not, right? What, nails are RNA. N- nails and hair. Oh, hair not? I thought hair, yes. Okay, skin. Left a little skin behind. Right? I thought hair, yes. So na- nail, nails for sure. There's someone who have someone said it here. It was RNA or something else. Right? Okay. Nails and hair are similar to the extent that they are the least high part of you, such that you know if you lose skin, you feel it. If you lose hair, you don't. Someone cuts your hair, it doesn't hurt. Someone cuts your skin, it does. Someone cuts your nail, doesn't it? Cut them all the time. So he's kashu zukayimus b'chol adam shebatevim. It's not etzim nishos. He chelik elakami mal mamish. V'gam ata now biyosef beguf. The essence of every level of the neshama is the essence. I mean, essence is everywhere. He chavuka u'davuka bach. Two different languages of clinging. A chibuk is a hug. Tavuk is to cling, cleave. Yechida leyachtecha. A state of unity to your unity. Yechida shebenefesh. The name of the etzim of Hashem. That's etzim. So there's three levels of, of connection. There's the level of connection through mitzvahs which as unbelievable as it is and amazing as it is, it's still of these three, it's the most external. Because if you're doing the mitzvah, then you're connected. If you're not doing the mitzvah, you're not connected. Or if you, if you are perdek ol, you're not connected. Okay. Then there's the level of tshuva, which is obviously deeper than mitzvahs, because when there isn't the level of mitzvahs, it's been broken, there's still the possibility of fixing it with this thing called tshuva. And then there's the third level called etzim and the shah. Okay. 
Mikavan Since this level of connection, the third level, he nailis mikol medidas. Shehayus beyond any measure, or or any description. Hare, keshem shein hinifelis machmas avedus Hashem shaladam. Just like it's not caused as a result of the avedus Hashem of a person, as we were saying earlier, the fact that you have an essential connection isn't a function of the fact that you do mitzvahs. You do mitzvahs because you have an essential connection. The, the essential connection is not affected positively by your mitzvah. It's also impossible to weaken it or to blemish it through a lack of avedas or through avedas. The essential state of a yid is they're a yid. They do avedas. Okay. Not okay. But uh, that doesn't mean they're less Jewish. Right? Consciously, they're going to have a lot more issues. There's no question. Their conscious reality is less Jewish. But their essential reality is what it is. On this level of connection. I'm sorry. On this level of connection, the blemishes and the evaders that a person might do don't don't blemish the, the, this connection at all. They don't reach this connection, so to speak. Therefore, the Rebbe says, that's why Yitzumah Shal Yom That's why the essence of Yom Kippur is Mechaper. Why? It's revealed by every single Yid. Their essential connection to the Epishter. And when it's revealed, this level, that's what Yom Kippur is. Neiflim, the Rebbe's going to explain throughout, I mean, we're not finished. Neiflim b'meila, then they fall consequently, kol all of the blemishes. If I affect some part of my body, but through negative activity. So the DNA is still the same. And if I could bring about a revelation of that DNA, then it would immediately be healthy. So to speak. I mean, in physical terms, it's hard to imagine. Right? But it's, a, it's, a, it's a, a going back to the absolute natural state of reality. Okay? So what's the natural state of the lungs? To be pink. So they'll be pink. Because that level of lunghood is, is, is revealed. How come you couldn't do that? That level of lunghood is revealed. The level of the, 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 the most powerful natural state of the lung. <coughs> Which is to be pink. I have done something to it over and over and over that made it not pink. Okay, but that doesn't mean lungs aren't pink. Lungs are pink. That's what a lung is. Right? Okay, so now this thing is just reverted. Once there's a revelation of its natural state, so it reverts back to that natural state. That's what it is. So everything else just falls off. So if we could reveal, this is what the Kippur is, when there's a revelation of the essential connection of the Yid to the Abraham, then what happens? The Abraham disappears. There's not there. Because they're not there in that, the favors don't exist in that place. It's not that they have to be shooed away from that place. They're not there. They didn't reach that place. So if that place can be revealed, then there's no Avera. The Avera exists somewhere else. It's a very powerful expression of that in the story. It was just out. You know, it's funny because I, I told the story at breakfast. Someone else had heard the story and they read it somewhere else. Right? But um, I think it was the Bells or... No, maybe it was the Bubbifer. The Bubbifer read me after the war. It been the Bubbifer. The Bubbifer read me after the war. In Europe. There was a certain Yid who came to Shul. 
became so sure after the war. He came to sure. I don't remember exactly how that, 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 that there might be explanations why. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. Came to Shul. The Baba Varabi asked him to daven from the Yamak. They put a Yamak on him. He asked him to daven from the Yamak. He davened beautifully. What? Story? Yeah. Right, it's out there. Yeah. He, he had, so, so he asked him to daven from the Yamak. So he davened from the Yamak beautifully. Fine. So he came again. He asked him, fine. One day, he wasn't in Shul. But he, so the Baba Varabi sent his son to go find him. Found him in a park, Shabbos. Finally, sitting smoking a cigarette in a park, reading a book. You know the story? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what did he say? The Nazis smoking, not him. I mean, who's him? Who's the etzim of him? The etzim of him is a yid, completely connected to the Abraham. Ah, there's a Nazi that did things to him so that he ends up smoking cigarettes on Shabbos. What's that got to do with him? And when the Baba Rebbe revealed that in him, so we know that what, what he tells the Baba, when he saw the Baba Rebbe later in, in, in Burl Park at a bris, did he show him a picture? At a hundred Ein o'clock. Right? I think he showed him a picture, or he said, I don't remember, right? A hundred Ein o'clock. Why? Because of what you said. Because right? that's the essence of a year. It just, very often it's not, it, it never expresses itself, never revealed in any way, shape, or form. But that is what a yid is. A yid is connected to the Abish. Let's <coughs> just finish this paragraph. And when this is revealed, they fall. What do you mean they fall? They're not there. When that level is revealed, they're not there. The schmutz on the lung isn't there if the natural state of the lung is revealed. It's not what lungs look like. They only look like that if you put smoke in the lungs. But a lung doesn't look black and sooty. A lung looks nice and pink. Okay, so what does the shama look like? Nice and pink, so to speak. Okay, so if you reveal its natural state, that's what it is. Because none of that stuff got there. And the Machlekes of Rebbe and the Rabbanan, he rak is ha'im nidreshes tshuva. Is tshuva necessary? Bechdei in order. For this to be open. For this to be revealed. Meaning, so to speak, walking into Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, you walk into a room, you spend 25, really 26 hours in a room, we fast into the 26th hour, you spend 26 hours in a room of the revelation of Etzim and the Shem. And there's a Machlaikas. How do you get into the room? Are you in the room by virtue of the essential fact that you're a Yid and you don't have to do anything to go into the room? That's Rabbi. Or the Chachamim say, no. In order to get into the room, you have to open the door. How do you open the door? You open the door by doing tshuva. But your tshuva isn't commensurate in any way, shape, or form to the reality in the room. All you have to do is open the door and go in the room. That's called tshuva. But what? Tshuva, you. This is your the Yisarus above is this unbelievable gilui of etzim itzuma shoyim mechaper that the etzim of the neshama is revealed on Yom Kippur. How? If you don't do tshuva, it's not revealed. According to Chacham, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Now, what is tshuva, etc.? So that we're not. We, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. That's not for right this minute. Right? We have to do tshuva. According to Chachamim, to get in the door. But then there's this incredible revelation from above called Etzim and Nisham. It's not even from above, it's from below also because it's you. The real you is revealed. In the real you, there's no becoming. Your Nisham is completely and totally healthy and whole on that level. And nothing that you did in Elam Haza affects that level. So and then when that level is revealed, so then. Right? But again, there's that, so that's the Machlekes. Rabbi says, just hang out in Yom Kippur. Obviously, the, the Rebbe's going to say later that Rebbe's position, right, Rabbi Huda Nasi's position, is that obviously you can't do something that contradicts the existence of Yom Kippur, meaning eating or doing an Aveira in Yom Kippur, so then obviously Yom Kippur's not going to affect that Aveira. Why? Well, you, you, you're annulling the, the reality of Yom Kippur, you're denying the reality of Yom Kippur. 
So you have to fast. Right? But Chuva Mamish, Panimi's take a chuva, going into Rebbe now. Just, you know, go to shul, don't eat, daven. You don't have to do any serious inner work. And you walk out of it completely and totally connected to the essence of your being. According to Chachamim, no. In order to touch that place, to get to, so to speak, open the door, you have to do tshuva. But obviously the connection you achieve by virtue of this tshuva is so much higher than the tshuva that you did because the tshuva is limited and this is unlimited. But everybody agrees. Shakapara shel yemeki pudin. Eino nifelis. It's like a funny printing here. That the kapara that comes as a result of yemeki, eino nifelis is not brought about. Machmas al yudei. As a result of. I mean, they both mean as a result of. So I don't know whether you could say al yudei tshuva or machmas al tshuva. So I don't know why they're both there. Machmas al yudei tshuva. Elo itzu moshiyam mechaper me'elov. But the essence of the day brings about kapara me'elov. Consequently, meaning by virtue of the fact that it is Yom Kippur. Okay, we'll stop there. Tomorrow we'll start from Ace and the Dargis. And it won't take us so long. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely finish before Yom Kippur. Hopefully, you know, we'll do something short. It's, the, the Rebbe actually, it, it seems to be because the, the, the Rebbe finishes this idea and then explains something else based on it. Amazing. It's a, as you see at the end. It says, "Maimer diber masum kol adam v'sichasim chos beis v'shulei v'tavshin kol kim." It's a maimer and a sicha. The maimer is printed as a separate maimer. I was going to talk about leiva at the end, which is really amazing. This is all after the marathon of Rosh Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is pushing the marathon. You guys don't have to walk. You did. The addition. <laughs> oh, you could. You don't have to. It's a free choice. Walking. My Samsung Health said that I took zero steps for two <laughs> days. Little does it know. Up a hill, down a hill, down a hill. The guy with Musaf, so I drove him home last night. I asked him how he lives on the other side of the neighborhood. <laughs> How long it takes to get to Shul?